0: yeah yeah welcome to the heretic podcast episode three we're gonna call it guns and butter we're talking about building a diverse stock portfolio man so before we even get started today follow me on instagram the underscore heretic underscore podcast and then you can also download the audio only version on spotify definitely go ahead and give us that five-star review man tell your friends about us you know we just kind of kicking knowledge for the culture man and for those of you that don't know now you know you feel me So today, what I really want to talk about is I really want to cover just three really quick points with the audience today. And that is I get this question a lot whenever I start talking about stocks and investing. uh, And that is, when's the best time to invest? Right. And then soon after that, when I give them that answer, we start talking about those things. Uh, The next question that comes to mind is, you know, what's a diverse stock, a stock portfolio and how do I build that? Right. So today we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about just the different types of stocks you could put in there and what my strategy is for when I built out or when I'm or as I'm actively building out my stock portfolio. Okay. So the number one thing is, man, people always ask me to say, okay, man, like what's the best time to invest, Bo? Like I hear you talking about stocks all the time and about how profitable they've been when's the best time to hop in there because a lot of people have this misconception that you're supposed to buy a stock when it's rallying and it's doing well in the market and to be honest with you that's probably not the best time you want to buy a stock because the purpose of buying a stock um is to is to buy low and sell high you know that's the concept i don't ever sell my stocks but i do buy them when they're preferably at rock bottom prices, or I know I'm getting a pretty good discount. And one of the ways that I determine whether or not I'm going to purchase within the stock is that I take a look. If you download the Yahoo Finance app, it's where I literally go on and I have dozens of stocks that I'm tracking because I want to understand how they're performing over a period of time. If you look at the 52-week average, you will be able to see the high points that that stock has hit over the last year. So for example, if I'm going on, to my, my app and I see a stock that you know a year ago the highest it was was 400 and then I come back and now that stock is 250 and I'm I'm to it and unless there's any real fundamental changes to the business that threaten its future in terms of maybe a part, portion of the business maybe going bankrupt yeah I'll go ahead and, and buy that because at some point that stock's gonna rally back and it'll be all good and I would have made my money or my money would have increased in value and and we could go at it from there right So that's that. But it that's such a personal question of when to invest, because it really depends on you. And in my last episode, I talked about the importance of getting that debt monkey up off your back. So that way you can have that free flowing cash. And that's the number one rule It's just you want to be debt free, period. Like you want to just not have nobody in your pocket. I'm talking school loans, mortgages, car loans, credit cards payday loans loans from friends and family you want to have all that stuff really paid off before you really start diving deep into the investment game because what's gonna happen is is that once one of those bill collectors come a calling you're gonna do what you're gonna take right from your investment fund and then what now you left with nothing you know what i mean you're not gonna have the heart to be able to weather out the highs and the lows that these stocks will go through like for example um one particular stock uh in my portfolio is actually uh amazon and that is i had in it for the last year and a half it hadn't reached anywhere near as highs. it's actually been consistently going down for a little bit and because of this last Fourth quarter that they had in terms of performance, my stocks rallied to all-time highs. Now think about how crazy that would have been had I would have had people all in my pockets asking me for money, and I would have had to cash out my stock. I would have missed out on 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 a few thousand messing around with that, and that's not what you want to do. You want to be able to be a consistent investor, and and that's the next step: consistency. And being debt-free allows that consistency. The other thing that you want to have is you want to have at least five to 10 K stacked up. In my opinion, you want to have at least an emergency fund set, you know, stacked away. So that way you got yourself a little bit of a cushion and then once you had that cushion and we talked about what that cushion is in the last episode, you want to have about five or 10 K to really just kind of throw in the market. Because honestly, if you're doing anything less than five K Matt, I'm not saying you can't do it and you can't work your way up to it. So I only want to think that this is a black or white thing. If you only got a couple thousand to invest that year invest it over the course of the year, but you need to actively work on increasing that amount that you give to your stock portfolio, because it'll just give you a better chance of, of being able to reap the profits if you will of that diversification that, that we're trying to reach and then the last thing i want people to understand about when you're investing is that understand that you don't really know anything these stocks go up they go down companies come out of left field and do well that you would have never thought could reinvent you know reinvent themselves companies go down all the time you can have a stock stock in your portfolio that was was performing well for the last 10 years something material happens with the company and it changes and nobody saw it coming and that stock tanks and it is what it is the one thing you can know is that at least you're not going to go below zero which is why again i say stay away from debt and and, you know it messes with your net worth that messes with your ability to be able to increase that net worth so again debt is really the key here because you want to be able to invest freely consistently you want to be able to have the the wherewithal and the means to be able to save up the minimal amount so that way you can invest over time and more importantly when that's not pulling on you you're not worried about cashing out no stocks trying to you know get your money back right so then moving into like the divorce portfolio portion So when we talk about a divorce portfolio, essentially what what I'm saying is, is that this is a portfolio that you build consistently over time by investing in every company possible for whatever your reasons may be. Sometimes I'll go about and purchase a pair of Jordans and at the same time or the night before or sometime before that or after it, I'll go and purchase some Nike stock of equal value or triple the value or however much that I need to do. So if I spend one hundred fifty on some shoes, I might put five hundred into Nike stock because I know if I'm buying these shoes, then, you know, I know other people are (laughs) are behind them, too. Right. So you want to but also just investing in everything possible. Why not? You know, so and just kind of double back into that example that I gave with Nike. Look in your closet. If you got Nikes, you got Apple products, you got uh, Adidas, you got all these different companies that you are patronizing and that you're giving your money to. You want to make sure that you own stock in that. So that way, when when that company reports out that that growth in their profit, their profit line, you want to be one of the shareholders that they're responsible for cutting some of that pot with why do you think they call it shares of a company because you you a business owner at that point you're allowing somebody else to take over the day-to-day of the of the business but you are in fact a business owner they owe you an explanation that's that's really what it is um i think the other thing that you need to know about building a diverse portfolio is that understand that there's a good chance that the majority of the stock that you invest in is going to fuck off. It's not going to, you know what I'm saying my nigga, it's not going to be a situation where every stock you pick is going to be a winner. In fact, the majority of your of your portfolio may tank. And it will be a minority few of shares that will increase in value so much that it will overtake whatever losses you put or took in another portion of your portfolio. That's the beauty of it. And that's why you have to diversify because As a matter of fact, if you look up some of the things that Warren Buffett says about investing, he actually tells you where to put your money. And we'll get into that a little bit later. So with that diverse portfolio, again, this is for the long haul. The most important thing is to buy as much as you can over consistently over a period of time. Consistent for me, like every quarter until I really just can't invest anymore. So pick a time. It could be every month for you. Because it's just the quickest way to just make you, you know, to make you some long term money and be able to build your growth. And a lot of people have this misconception that the stock market is going to make you rich. You got to be getting money in order to get money in the stock market. So, again, listen to episode one where I talk about the three things you need to do in order to be able to make the system work. So, again, so getting into the nitty gritty a little bit of building a diverse stock portfolio. You got a few types of stocks that you want to kind of keep in mind here. Now, one in my portfolio, in order for me to consider someone's portfolio to be diverse, they got to be vested in at least 10 stocks for me. Some people say seven. Other people say five. For me, it's 10 because that's how I know you serious about the game. So that's number one. So we're looking for at least 10 stocks, the more, the merrier, but at least 10. Right. So you got a few stocks that you want to definitely you want some terms that you definitely want to understand. So you got like individual stocks, right? And then, then, and within that particular one uh, category, is you got individual stocks that give you dividends, and individual stocks that I like to consider growth stocks. So individual stock will be like stock in Apple or Amazon. Those are individual stocks that you can buy individual shares in that particular company. And you can use Robinhood to buy. You can go to Fidelity. You can do Morgan Stanley. Pick your stock brokerage and just look at it from a standpoint of how much they charge in terms of fees to make that selection. And maybe we'll do a show on how to select the right stock brokerage. But anyways, if you're just getting started, I would say download Robinhood because you're just gonna be doing some light investing anyways. Anyways, so within the individual stocks, you have stocks that give you a dividend. And then you also have stocks that are just, again, growth stocks. So dividend stocks, a dividend is the profit that a company company um gives out to its shareholders after they report out so dividends are the profits right and y'all remember that that's what that means a growth stock is a stock that doesn't pay out dividends but you see your value in the growth of the overall stock so that'd be like amazon uh another one would be uh facebook another one would be google like these are companies that do not pay out dividends to their share to their shareholders but be like when i got my amazon stock i think the strike price or the price that i purchased it at was at 250 or 300 bucks and that's now grown to over two thousand dollars so i've seen my value my net worth increase because those stocks have gotten more profitable whereas with stocks that i have from like target intel best buy i've seen those stocks also increase in price in terms of value right like the overall stock uh price but i've also received a dividend which is a cash payment that i've then taken the turn putting into a drip program which is a dividend reinvestment program and it essentially buys more stock and that's how it increases your position in that particular stock the next stock i want to talk to you about is going to be an exchange trade fund the exchange trade fund is when you have a many individual stocks basically bunched together and, pre- and present it to you in a lower price. So you might, and it's based on sector. So it's, it's a situation where it's like, think of it like you saying, hey, I wanna invest in the technology sector. I don't know what tech companies I wanna invest in. So you can go find you an exchange trade fund and look at all the companies might have like 60, 70 companies in there. And within there, you might say, I at least wanted to have Apple in there, Amazon, um, Intel, uh, Microsoft. And then you can look in there and it might have those comp- five, five or so companies in there with like 10 or 15 or 20 or up to 30 or 40 more companies within that one stock. And instead of you having to pay, let's call it 1800 for an Amazon stock or 1500 for Google or 600 for a Tesla stock, you can pay 60 to 100 or maybe $150 a share. And you're still reaping in the profit of of those stocks as they collectively, you know, do better as a as a whole. Now the good part about that is is that when the market the, the good part is is that when the market takes a crash, which inevitably there's always going to be recessions. So when you hear people saying, oh the recession's coming, the recession's coming, yes, they're correct, but nobody knows when that happens, ETFs are not going to take that hit for you like that. So where some individual stocks may decrease by upwards of 50% in value, your ETFs might drop maybe 30% you have a lot of stock in there to be able to weather that risk the good thing is but the the kind of the I'm not gonna say a con because you're still gaining you will still be able to gain as the market has record highs but etfs don't grow as fast in value as individual stocks so there's a bit of a balance there that needs to be that needs to be placed in your portfolio as you're buying those me personally i think they're good solid sturdy stocks that you can have in your folder to where you know for a fact that once you get that up to a certain network you know like i know more or less i got this good base here i'm good to go i know that you know my portfolio is not going to lose crazy value if i have you know a nice collection of etfs and then the last one is going to be index funds now index funds now index is have you ever heard of the s p 500 the dow jones and index is a collection of companies that gives investors or people who actively look at the stock market a pulse on what the overall market is doing. And you have people who have built these, they're kind of like ETFs, but have built these, these index funds that mimic what the overall stock market is doing. And when you invest in those types of things, it basically tracks towards whichever index that... It's it's taken its post from so you have some indexes that take their post from the S&P 500 and it's a collection of companies that represent That S&P 500 very well and it'll track very closely to what the S&P 500 is doing Same with the Dow Jones same with any other of the the index that are out there The good thing about that is is that it does exactly what people say They want to be able to do invest easily without a whole lot of thought and still be profitable because in Overall, historically, the market has always done well. Stocks give you an average of about 9.7% return on your investment. And if you keep incre- increasing that investment over time, you too have the opportunity, a really good chance of, of really making some good money in the stock market. I can't guarantee anything uh, for anybody, but historically, the stock market has always been has always done well for me and, and the majority of people in this country, obviously, or it wouldn't be so much money flowing through there. Before I got of here, I just want to give people a little bit of insight to how I built my my stock portfolio. So with the three types of stocks that I've uh, presented here, the way I usually do it is, is honestly, I put the vast majority of my money in the ETFs that pay out dividends, to be quite frank and honest with you. Um, to me, it's a way to kill two birds with one stone because I told you I want that bottom layer to be. Like everything dividend paying, just kind of pumping, keeping the, the, the guts of my of my portfolio up and running. And with ETFs, it's a way for me to bet on the entire market. I'm not just placing my bet with Apple or I'm not just placing my bet with Amazon. I'm not just placing my bet with Intel or just these individual companies and hinging my success on i'm hinging my success on the overall health of the actual market and the reason why i will put the majority of my money in the etfs is because especially when the market's doing well is because number one when the market un- inevitably goes into a recession you don't want to be able to you don't want to take a hit and individual stocks take a hit during recessions and that's honestly when you switch up the game so when you when the market is doing well like it's doing right now i'm very heavily investing in etfs because what it does is it allows for a steady growth those dividends are flowing and it's just a safe place for me to put my money in i know it's going to be doing what it's supposed to do right but when that market flips and that that dow jones drops to i think it's at record highs now it drops to half of what it is right now then it's a situation where I'm going to be looking to flip that investment. And what you could do is you could potentially sell some of those ETFs and buy those individual stocks when they're rock bottom. Me personally, I like to simply keep my my investment strategy of continuing to invest in ETFs, but then taking all the extra money that I have and also purchasing individual stocks as well, too. So it's like I'm increasing my net worth on both ends. So if we're talking percentage wise, to be honest with you, you should be putting 90% of your money into ETFs at this particular point in my opinion at other market and 10% of that into individual stocks. Now with individual stock individual stocks, look at that 52-week average, find out what's a good time for you to hop on in there and you put your gambling portion of your portfolio in on that. That other 90% should be making you wealth in those ETFs, uh getting those dividends. And that's the heretic podcast. Y'all be blessed out there and make sure y'all continue to make that money grow. Fuck the norm and evolve.